Welcome to the Talking People and Technology podcast. I'm Jared Cameron, joining you live from the Australasian Talent Conference. I'm joined by uh, David Gazzarotto. How are you doing, Dave? Great, mate. Great to be here again. Great to be back doing one of these podcast marathons at an event and uh, haven't been to an ATC event before, funnily enough. Uh, really looking forward right? to it. Yeah, absolutely. Great really to be looking here. looking forward to it. And we're joined today by uh, Todd uh, Wheatland from King Content. Todd, how are you doing, mate? I am splendid. Thank you for asking. You've actually just walked in straight out of doing your uh, your keynote presentation. Tell us a bit. How did that go today? Well, funny you ask because everyone's talking about it. I, I mentioned it to everyone on the way out. It was uh, no look. It was fun. It's a it's a great great group of people. We have got you know close to four hundred people here today. So yeah, good audience, a lot of engagement, good fun. Excellent. And you're speaking about sort of the intersection of, of HR and, and marketing and your experience of sort of how to, how to market from the inside out. Tell us a bit about that. What, what, what sort of was the content or the purpose of your, your presentation today? Yeah, look, I, um, you know, my background probably for the last 20 years more is, um, has been sort of a blend of HR or marketing sort of worlds. So I was for many years um, in marketing at Kelly Services and more recently I guess I've been focused and in, in from the agency side around marketing and we really started started working with marketing organizations which is where the market was mm. 10 years ago and much like yourselves now we're pretty much um, you know really working with increasingly with HR people who you know there's we found the sophistication of uh, the function in HR and how marketing techniques are applied by that audience has, has grown exponentially in the last couple of years. The budgets have followed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and as you say, that as you can see, there's a huge demand also for for really, you know, immersion in technology and how mm-hmm. do we actually orchestrate what what we're doing here. Regarding the uh, the theme of the book, so um, Bill Borman is my co-author. You know, uh, very experienced uh, recruiter, uh, very well known to a lot of people here. He, um, you know, he's come at it very much from that deep recruiting and and tech side of things. I can come at it much more from the the marketing um, right. headset, and uh, together we've created a bit of chaos. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I was in uh, San Francisco last week at the HR Tech World Conference, and Bill in his inimitable fashion was uh, was there. At le- Loud and large as, as always, and uh, you know. So uh, I think one of the themes we saw last week, uh, and increasingly we're we're seeing is this consumerisation of HR, and and that really lends itself to needing that real marketing view and lens to to help us to better engage the employees right through the life cycle. So can you yeah talk a little bit about yeah, you know, it's how funny, you see that? Just, I thought about a, a previous HR tech event I was at years ago and I sat next to a guy, this is in New York, and I sat next to a guy who, you know, really young kid and he was um, he was talking about, and I, I sort of said, oh, you know, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, I've, I've started this, uh, this ATS. And I, I couldn't believe, I mean, I started, uh, you know, I was involved in ATS in the late, in the late 90s. Yeah, right. And, uh, and we, you know, we exited that, you know, 12, 15 years ago, <laughs> that mm, business. Mm. And, I, you know, the, the, sheer, the sheer idea that you could start a new ATS and expect success was so, is so yeah. um, shocking. It, it has been a hugely successful business, right? right? So here was me feeling very sorry for this fellow who's, who's absolutely made a mint. Yeah. But the, the, um, it, it's, it's a great, to me, it's a great indicator of just how, by understanding the audience mm. and sticking close to them, the, the lessons of the past or getting stuck into, oh, well, that's, that, that um, solution's been built out or mm. there are no opportunities or there's, everyone's already got an ATS system, mm. that's not what the way to think, right? The, the way Absolutely. to think is um, 
as you say, there's a changing um, consumerism mm. in all Different aspects of technology, and mm. and I don't want that clunky piece of enterprise crap yeah. that my IT department used to have to sign off on. They don't have to anymore. I'll yep. go with what I want, um, and yeah. so. Building, building for a need and solving it is, is absolutely still as valid today as it was ever was. Yeah, and I think that whole approach now needs to be viewing it from the outside in. We, uh, we in HR have been so uh, focused on you know, efficiencies, automation, which is, which is a journey we had to go through. Uh, but clearly now the world has changed. The appetite for engaging with technology is defined by what we do in our consumer experience. And those vendors that, are, that get that are the ones that now are really shaping, uh, whether that's taking their existing products and, and you know, uh, enhancing them, uh, or it's, as you say, these startups who are coming at it with a new mm. approach, new innovative view, and with cloud-based solutions reducing the cost of entry. And these little mushrooms are springing up. Well, you just got to walk around this room, don't you? You know, if you, you walk mm-hmm. around this room where we're sitting at the moment, there's plenty of startups in here or there are plenty of organisations that have, you know, launched into a market with a really interesting, unique, different way of attracting talent. And it, it, I, I find it really amazing to, like, every time I go to one of these conferences, I make a real point of walking around and trying to find the new vendor that I've never heard of that's doing something groundbreaking that really rocks your world. And that's something I would hope to do as well over the next couple of days mm. while we're here. I don't know, Todd, have you had a chance to walk around the room yet? I think we should pick up the mics and go for a wonder now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> that's <right here. laughs> I, uh, you know, I also um, have a lot to do in the, in the marketing tech um, space. Right. So, you know, 5,000 plus vendors mm. now. You, if you head to those events, there's literally, you know, it'll be Oracle in, in, yeah. in the stand next to the two kids in their basement next yeah. to it. Yeah. So the, the noise and the clamoring and the, the wave of consolidations that are happening and, and increasingly coming are, uh, I mean, it's fascinating, right? It's very yeah. hard to get clarity and very, very confusing, which is, again, why you guys are probably in a bit of a sweet spot. It's very confusing for mm. um, even people who are in the space full time to know what the hell to make of all these shiny things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to be, you know, the, I think the biggest struggle organisations have is really staying true to what they uh, believe is, is is needed, right? Is um, you know having a ha- going through a strategic process and defining um, what's going to be what success is going to look like for them, and having the, the using that as the ability to say no, uh, mm-hmm. say no, we're not going to do that now because as we've all been through in the process, here are our priorities and this mm. is what we're going to build out and uh, not enough organisations go through that pain to begin no. with. Exactly and I think what tends to happen is without that clear vision, they, their decisions waver, they, go, they flip-flop on things and that can manifest in a, a number of ways. We, we see longer si- cycles of decisions because they can't quite get to what it is that they need and how they, you know, how they need to deploy that, that solution. Um, or conversely, they actually take their advice from vendors first and are yeah, dictated true. to, and that's kind of like solutions looking for problems. Mm. So we spend a lot of time trying to help organisations to understand what their points of difference are, what do they want to be great at, and how do they work with you know, solutions and vendors to achieve those aspects mm. effectively. Um, yeah, is that, that's the sort, of, the sort of vibe that we're getting, and I think what is... Um, increasingly happening is the cycles are shortening too yet implementation of technology continues to be long and ugly so we you know we really need to help try and you know become more uh more more adaptable and 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 faster at deploying you know the whole um, agile style you know fail fast 
you know, get something, get a minimum viable product iterate, up and iterate, iterate. iterate. Yeah. Yeah. I am quite keen to take a slightly different tact quickly, Todd. Um, I've been harping on for a while about uh, the fact that HR could learn a lot from marketing. Um, I sort of feel like with the sort of the dot-com era, a lot of marketing teams went through this experience of suddenly there's this whole world of digital that didn't exist in a big way before, and it sort of took over. Um, I sort of feel like what's the experience they've gone through is a little bit like what HR is going through now as well. And you sort of look at the average marketing person, they're sort of, you know, they're data-driven, they're very much about um, looking for metrics and measurable benefits and looking for little tweaks they can make to make improvements and being able to see that in mm. tangible terms and financial terms. And that's something that I think HR want to get to. Given your sort of experience in the field, you know, would you say there's a few tips for the, for the HR team that's starting to have to try and become more data-driven and more, more like marketing? Yeah, great. Look, uh, one, um, I, I, I see, you know, it's probably, I guess I've spent probably eight years predicting the imminent um, penetration of marketing into the HR space, mm. right? And, and it's kind of like, you know, you used to go to those conferences years ago when everyone would be talking about mobile, there'd always be the mobile session. It was like, <laughs> the world's going to change, nothing's going to be the same. And then suddenly, it's actually, there's no need for that session anymore because it's <laughs> happened and no one yeah. really noticed. Yeah. Right? So the, Everybody has it. <laughs> and I think that I see that a bit the same in, in the way marketing has penetrated. I think it's happened at, at, at a stealth in a stealth way mm. um, in a lot of ways. We are dealing with... Um, many, many multinational organisations only in their HR functions. And that's, that's purely accidental. Um, well, I want to say there has been some intention, but it was not... Uh, uh, it was really just a byproduct of um, having had the depth of expertise in our traditional marketing audience and suddenly HR having both um, scope and budget to actually mm. do something. Uh, a lot of marketing people coming into HR, uh, a lot of marketing organisations feeling um, actually shit okay it says employer branding traditionally had brand in the word therefore we own it and we're not going to do anything about it but we own yeah. it you guys mm-hmm. can't do anything mm-hmm. with it um, actually you know HR lead, sorry marketing leaders actually feeling ownership for that and I think it's also been accelerated because of what's been happening in marketing and mar- you know, the next phase of marketing that we're deep in now is all around this ex- experiences sort of mm. layer you have a lot more titles now for CMOs, even in Australia and New Zealand, you'll increasingly see CMOs with uh, with customer or, yeah. or experience mm. in their titles. Um, so they're being pulled right through the funnel into actual experience of a customer for, for lifetime. And I think we're, we're increasingly seeing that parallel um, where, you know, HR is starting to connect uh, recruiting employer brand and internal employee advocacy and, in, and, and all the good HR stuff into one into one pile and using that um, you know using technology to try to connect that tissue mm. but also thinking much more holistically about this thing you know the, the old adage about you know if you're applying for a job at Starbucks there's a 99% chance you're a client of Starbucks yeah. and a poor, <laughs> poor hiring experience for you mm. uh, has has a financial impact on the business that no one knows how to measure yeah that's um, true and yet we're making those decisions every day mm. um, as both on both sides of, of the equation and I think we're, we're getting closer and closer each year to a much better um, set of insight tools to actually understand the, the connective in, you know you can't think of someone as a consumer I don't care whether I'm dealing with the 
you know, the, the problem I'm having because I missed my flight is because mm. of your IT department yeah. or your it customer service department me, does or it? the pilot strike or the whatever mm. or a bomb threat, right? I, I don't care. Mm. I just know that at Virgin, I hate you today because this happened, right? Yeah. And um, there's no, I don't care about your silos and all the messy stuff. Just this, I'm angry at you. Yeah. And on the, on the internal side, it's, you know, you can't think about, well, HR is going to deal with or recruiting is going to talk to the potential talent. Uh, sales are going to talk to, uh, or marketing is going to talk to uh, prospects until they get to a certain point. Then sales are going to talk to them, and then customer service is going to mm. talk to them, or what have you. You can't t- think like that anymore. These mm. these functions, these silos, have to be broken down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be more connected, don't they? I think you touched on something um, there as well, which I think is really important to this transition to what you know really we're calling the employee experience era. Um, and it's the parallel with customer experience and the journey that was undertaken in the consumer world from a one-to-many style relationship from a marketing perspective to a very personalised customer experience world. Um, And I I think that journey now, we're very early stages in the people side of uh, organisations. But one of the things that um, allowed the journey to be undertaken on on the customer side was data. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the word insights just then. And that's been the biggest hole that we've collected a lot of data around trans- transactions. and uh, But we haven't really done a lot of that with a- in HR. Um, what do you see as the opportunity for, I guess... I'd, I'd love to say that marketing has it sorted, and they don't, by, <laughs> by a long shot, right? So a lot, mm. you know, the, the biggest, you know, the, you know, what an... It makes me feel tired just saying the word data sometimes because it's it's such a used and abused term. To a it lot is. of people, it just means a pretty dashboard. Um, the the reality is, no, you know, the vast majority of organisations have no idea what to do with data. Mm. Um, but in fact, they're being outpaced by the uh, the tech providers who are finding all these cool things to do. Right? Yeah. If you look yeah. at the, again, I mentioned that you know five thousand um, you know marketing tech vendors. The things you can do now, if you if you're a um, if you're selling um, you're selling painkillers, mm. you know it's not unrealistic to think that you can connect someone looking at a piece of content on Facebook mm. through to physically picking up a product in a in a store and buying mm. it. Mm. it you, at the moment, you need to unite a few different databases to do it, but you can actually do mm. it. Two years ago, you couldn't. Yep. Right. So things are changing at a pace. And, you know, in terms of privacy implications in a way in which people don't fully understand or have comfort with, but if you're not starting to get your head around where this is going, then your competitors increasingly are going to be able to outmarket you. And that's happening in marketing right now. So the people who are great at this stuff, Mm -hmm. like, you know, consumer goods companies, you know, organisations like Kraft who've been really combining uh, content and media and data for years uh, have such an inherent... Um, intellectual advantage and process advantage over their direct competitors that you know is, isn't fully quantified outside, but it's enormous, and that, mm. that's a real you know intellectual advantage for organisations who are embracing it. But very small numbers of, of companies yeah. have really got it nutted, which is why we're so susceptible to companies saying, "Hey, look what we can make you do," and you go, "Wow, that's that solves three yeah. percent of the puzzle I couldn't solve before, but mm. it's yet another tool, yet another process. How yeah. can I connect all that together?" Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very interesting times. I saw um, Gary Vanichuk, who's you know at Gary V, very uh, big name in sort of social circles, um, speak last week. And one of the stories he relayed, great storyteller, right? Yeah, um, he is. He's, was he actually. used he uses um, not in a, a systematic way, but he stays across social 
uh, and and um, was relaying a story about one of the people. He wanted to reward a staff member. Noticed that the guy was a massive Indiana Colts fan, um, and you know, Indianapolis Colts fan. Uh, bought him a ticket uh, and a you know, uh, airfare over because he was based in San Francisco, um, just as a reward. And the reason he did that was he knew more about that person from their social media activity than yeah. anything that we had in our HR systems that could tell us around. And he think, he felt the $700 spend saved him um, like $40,000 worth of raises over a, f- a five-year period because of you know, just what the connection he created with that and individual. Yeah, and I think that's the, you know, that's the, the, you talked about the old, you know, the traditional approach to data or the, the traditional approach to data, data collection that, mm. that was so much a hallmark of, the, the previous wave of technology solutions or enterprise solutions especially and why are we collecting all this stuff? Mm, what are um, we doing with it? Why are we putting people through these hoops when actually we have no idea what to do with it um, mm. once we've got mm. it? Um, and um, and I think, yeah, add that that emotional connection that and, and recognising that there's a whole bunch of stuff you're never going to get to, right? It's just we're always, yeah. we know, we're getting closer and closer and closer to some sort of truth and you can make general... Um, observations and place bets that have a, a high probability of success mm. but the fact is you often don't know that the reason someone's engaging with your content is because their cousin works for your company yeah that's right? true and they right. talk about it every bloody week at dinner yeah. or, you know, they, they, so there's so many things that yeah. we, we still can't put together to actually understand the emotional or the, the psychological layer that's actually going on behind the scenes. I was um, really impressed with something that ING Bank did. I used to live in Amsterdam for a few years, and they recognized that their employees were their best brand ambassadors, generally speaking. They had 130,000 people around the globe, and they realized that you'd end up at these people's houses, and you'd say you worked for ING, and the first thing they'd say is, oh, I hate your organization. They do this, this, and this really badly, or I had a bad experience recently. And they, were, they thought to themselves, well, why are we missing out on an opportunity to do something about that? So they just built a really quick app. It took them four weeks or six weeks to put together, launched it out to their staff, and they said, if you're at a barbecue and someone says to you, this just happened and I'm unhappy with it, you immediately tell them that you're going to take action. You grab their details, you put it in the app, and someone will call them within 24 hours. And it's just something little, but they just gave a, like a, a tool to their people to actually take forwards and use for mm. trying to say hey actually we care about our customers and we care about you having a role on that I was just really impressed with it I thought it was a great, cool great example like you know? I thought you were going to say that you, that you pull out this app and it says no we're not we're awesome look <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would have been the uh, the other way to have dealt with those problems wouldn't it computer says Sweep no it under the rug yeah <laughs> Todd, it's been great speaking to you, mate. We've uh, covered quite a lot of ground. It's been really good. So yeah. thank you for kicking off our uh, ATC conference this year. No All worries. the best and enjoy the rest of your time here and uh, get around and have a chat to some of the people in this room and, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Nice Thanks, Todd. You. Cheers.